today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie So just who is going to replace Stephen Kenny as the next manager of the men's Republic of Ireland soccer team? Well, that question has been hanging over Irish football for the past 90 days. There's been news overnight that the former Wales manager, Chris Coleman, is no longer in the running. Sports writer and podcast host with The 42, Gavin Cooney, is with me now. Good morning, Gavin. Claire, how are things? Chris Coleman, like right up until last night, he was seen as a strong prospect, wasn't he? So what happened? Yeah, so um, uh, Lee Carsley, the England under-21 manager, has long been the FAI's first choice for this role to replace Stephen Kenny. There's been a kind of a Ross and Rachel from Friends vibe to that courtship. It seems that it's now not going to happen. There seems to be an issue around money there. And Carsley has been telling people uh, privately for the last few weeks that he's out of the running. The FEI have hoped to resurrect that deal, but that prospect looks pretty remote at this point. So with Carsley off the table, another couple of names came to uh, came to the forefront of the public. Neil Lennon has has been one guy that's been long linked with the role, but he was told on Sunday that he was out. Uh, but it emerged on Sunday that Chris Coleman, the former Wales manager, is a contender. Now, Coleman has been in the mix all along. He's floated around in the betting lists and so forth without any really strong like links or reporting or anything suggesting that he was in the frame for the job. But that changed over the weekend. He emerged as a pretty strong candidate. Um, there had been a, shall we say, lukewarm reaction among the Irish public to that, it seems. Um, but, you know, it looked as of yesterday evening even that he was still a contender. Um, and just to give an indication as to how some journalists' careers may not survive this latest FAI saga, <laughs> uh, I did a, I was on a radio show last night with a, a journalist from BBC Wales and we were both talking about Coleman and how, yes, he's a contender, he's not a home run, but he's in the mix. And talking about the pros and cons of appointing him, we went off there at 8 o'clock uh, and that BBC Wales journalist got a call from someone close to Chris Coleman to say, actually, he's now out of the running. So he was back on air at half eight to explain that Coleman now won't be the next Ireland manager. So, And was that, um, was that Coleman's decision? That's unclear. Okay. I, I do see the Irish Independent report today that it was Coleman's decision. Um, the BBC Wales couched it in. He, he is no longer in the running. I would personally be surprised if Chris Coleman withdrew from the process because, you know, he had been engaged with it up to this point. Um, One thing that maybe spooked him was the public reaction. His own son, uh, the creatively named Sonny Coleman, had been on Twitter engaging with Irish fans over the last two days who were critical and sceptical of of his father's potential appointment. So I guess that's possible. But it, it also, Claire, it made no sense for the FAI to appoint Chris Coleman based off the job description that they have for the role. So Mark Cannum is the director of football. He's leading this with the CEO, Jonathan Hill. And they have said that they want a modern, hands-on coach rather than an old-school manager because this coach can work and develop a a style of play that can be replicated um, in the underage national teams. And Coleman had his qualities, but that is not one of them. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not a traditional coach. So from that point of view, it actually made no sense that Coleman was in the running in the first place. So... Uh, unfortunately, I can't tell you who it is. I can tell you a few people who it won't be, uh, but we don't have clarity on yet. Well, look, it's just, as I say, stretching on now for 90 days and the impression is being given, rightly or wrongly, that there have been a certain number of candidates who've been approached and, and haven't wanted the job. So what's the problem? Is it the job in, in and of itself and the where our, the Irish team currently stands? Or is it the job description, as you've just outlined, which is unappealing? 
Hey, job description may be unappealing to some people, but, you know, on the converse, it would fit some people as well. But trying to find a young and up-and-coming and exciting coach, it's tough to do that at international level because the club game is where the money is, really, relative to the international game. And that's where the exciting young coaches want to work. And I think some people that the FAI would love to have appointed have, would, would prefer to stay in club football. There is also the wider issue that, not every international job is appealing, but a lot more of them are more appealing than the Irish job. And I don't think that it's disrespectful to say that we have some very talented players in the squad, most obviously Avon Ferguson, but we don't have a very talented team. And the results under Stephen Kenny and even before that bear that out. So, I mean, would a manager want to come and uh, because they would be coming to the work for the FBI to improve their own reputation? And they may just coldly calculate that actually, is that likely with this bunch mm-hmm. of players? And also with the FAI, I mean, again, I don't want to be too disrespectful here, but there's certainly no halo effect in operation of the FAI. It's not like if, if you're a young coach, you go off and work for Belgium or Croatia or even England, you'd say down the line, a, ch- a football chairman might say, well, I don't know if he's any good, but sure, if you work for them, he must be good. That's not an operation of the FAI at the moment. It might be down the line, but it's not the reality at the moment. Neil Lennon wanted the job. Didn't he? Neil Lennon, yeah, he did. He was, in fairness, in, in a process that has been cloak and dagger and all kinds of conflicting information. Neil Lennon has openly talked about wanting the job um, in as many appearances as a TV pundit. But it seems that the FAI don't want him. They definitely mm. interviewed him. I think they may have spoken to him twice. Again, there was a very lukewarm public reception to the prospect of Neil Lennon. And also, Claire, he didn't fit the job description, really. You know, again, he's more of a, he's seen certainly from the people I've talked to in the game, he's seen as more of a kind of an old school manager. So it may be the case then that the FAI and all of this has been fairly closely guarded, but they might just have an ace up their sleeve. But as time goes on, they'd want to be putting the cards on the table pretty soon. Correct, yeah. So they have, I mean, the search has been very wide. I mean, we reported yesterday that they had spoken to the former New Zealand manager uh, and a former United States assistant manager, Anthony Hudson. They spoke to him twice uh, and he was. Re- they told him on Sunday that they wouldn't be progressing any further with him. I find that interesting just because I hadn't a clue who he was. So it just goes to show that there is a, a wide search. Yeah. And it does leave the possibility that that, that ace is up the sleeve. And you know, it, it's, my understanding is that's been Mark Cannon's attitude around the Abbottstown office to people naturally asking him. Just this sense that just wait and see. Will we have something that will pleasantly surprise you up our sleeve? But again, while they've been, it has been a closely guarded secret. Um, what is uh, what is probably obviously not ideal. Well, we well that candidate might still emerge, Claire. It should they should have emerged by now. The yeah. FBI wanted someone in place by the start of February, and um, if not then, certainly a few weeks out. Certainly by the end of February, because it's games at the end of March. Okay, Mark Hannum is talking to the media today. This is the launch of the football pathways plan. But of course, he's going to be asked all about this, isn't he? Yeah, this is this is one of the great. Frustrations, I suppose, and it's a nice little uh, microcosm of the problems in Irish football. So Mark Cannon is is, uh, is launching his Football Pathways plan later today. I read the document. It's a very impressive piece of work. It's also the most important document in Irish football you'll read in many years because it sets out a policy for maximising the potential of our players uh, and producing uh, more players of an international standard, something we've failed to do miserably over the last however many decades. Uh, and one of the reasons we fail to do that is because people and the people paying the money have paid mo- much more attention to the symbol, uh, symbolic um, significance of the Irish manager. But here we are, we're launching this plan 
and all the questions are going to be about the Irish manager just because the search has been allowed to drag on. Yeah, well, look, let's see what happens. That's coming up later on this morning. But for now, Gavin, thank you very much. Gavin Cooney there from the42.ie. Evelyn O'Rourke will be telling us a remarkable story about the woman who traced her siblings 70 years after her own adoption. That's next. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.